I want that top. What the the actor <laughs> or <laughs> his blouse, his blouse, Dakota. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the Horror Talk Podcast, the podcast where we show our special guest a horror film without giving them any information about it ahead of time. I'm your host, Dakota Jones, and as always, I'm here to guide you and our special guest through the bizarre and fantastic horror films you may have missed. Today we have, well, I can't say local, not local Seattle expert, uh, Colin. Colin, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Very nice to be here, Dakota. Thanks for having me. Formerly local, I guess we can say that. I always do. Local expert on something, but what if I... Local video game expert? I could say that, yeah. I spend a lot of my time video games, walking up and down hills, things like that. Perfect. <laughs> uh, so, we, uh, we know each other from doing a show together five years ago five five six 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 jesus christ so we have been talking a little bit today just getting back into the groove of things and we talked about some of your favorite horror movies so now that we're actually recording colin what are some of your favorite horror films yeah so um i think we talked about i really like psychological horror i really enjoy really bad 80s movies and if you can have a horror movie with men without their pants on, um, that's always a bonus too. So I think a movie that hits a couple of those, Session 9, um, if uh, you've seen that, I think that was one of the first, uh, actually, one of the movies shot on, uh, was it like digital? Like digital video? That might be actually, yeah. I think History for a, another podcast, don't need to go that deep with that one, but that one, it, great, just super creepy. Um, it was a David, a David Crusoe from, that was his name, right? From, I, showing my age here, uh, NYPD Blue, was that? I'm, I think, uh, that, I'm aware of NYPD yeah, Blue. Yeah, okay, so it was a show, it was a show, uh, but no, that is super creepy. Anything, I, I didn't think of that, like, anything like with a, an, in, uh, in, uh, not what we re- would refer to them now, but like a, a mental institution, uh, those usually kind of uh, get me going. That one was great. Um, and then also uh, an oldie that I rewatched recently uh, that I was first introduced at a friend's, I think, eighth or ninth birthday party, uh, Prince of Darkness, uh, John Carpenter, right? Yeah, it's uh, it's one of his lesser loved films, but definitely deserves a rewatch if you have not seen it recently. It's fantastic. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, you you can't be, spoiler alert, Satan is green goo in the basement of a church. I mean, and I mean, that's where he was hiding all along. And Donald Pleasance is in it. And I mean, he fucking knocks it out of the park and everything that he's in. Agreed. Speaking of, since you like uh, insane asylum, sanatorium kind of movies, also from like the 80s, uh, if you don't know about it, 100%, I won't spoil anything for you it's called alone in the dark and it has martin landau donald pleasance uh it's like a stacked 
fucking cast for like an 80s slasher film. Okay, so not like the video game Alone no. in the Dark, not the Uwe no. Cole, not that one. Okay, so okay, okay, cool. Uh, rough. I know I've not seen that one. Rough plot is uh, escaped uh, insane asylum patients who were all these like incredible fucking actors break out and then like break into someone's home. And I, you watch it and you'll be like, this is fucking amazing. How does no one talk about this? But you would love it. Nice. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, uh, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm so excited to show this movie to you today. I'm real excited. I've told like 10 people I'm showing you this movie and they're like, what? that's such a good movie. I love it. So, uh, before I tell you what the movie is, uh, Normally, I ask a few questions beforehand just to gauge things. So, first question, uh, what is the sexiest child's toy you've ever owned or ever seen? Wow, that is a deep one. Um, <laughs> um, hmm. I mean, well, I, I did... It will not deeply comment on this one. Um, I did have a Charlie McCarthy ventriloquist doll when I was a kid. Yeah. So, I mean, a a man that I could control dressed in tails with a top hat and a monocle. I mean, I think that that's kind of a sexy child's toy. Okay. I could... You know, I can actually understand that. More. It's also a better answer than most most people's go-to would be Barbies, He-Mans, G.I. Joes, things like that. That's actually a really my, good my, answer. Mine's got some class. <laughs> <laughs> uh, second question, uh, how was prom for you? So, <laughs> wow, how much trouble do I want to get myself in here? Um, well, I, is I, don't anyone, wanted, I don't want to defame anybody. Um, well, is I, anyone I did, you I, know going to listen to this? What? True, true. <laughs> do I know anybody? No. Um, so prom was very interesting. I, I did have a, a girlfriend. I went with the, the same girlfriend, junior and senior year. Um, it, it was, I, um, were you, sorry, sorry if I'm asking too much, were you out at the time? I was not. Was your girlfriend like aware though? Like one of those fifties no. housewives who's like, it's fine. No, I don't think so. But I, I think she was more into one of my friends, anyway. Um, but no, we had we had a really good time junior year. Senior year was a little awkward because I, 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 I <laughs> nice person. I, I don't want to speak speak ill. It just it. Um, yeah, it, th- things were things were awkward senior senior year because. Um, she may have been dating someone else behind my back and i in in my defense i was not i was not doing the same myself so but so and not just to speak about your experiences but i feel like it's fair to say there is very few people who have a good time at prom i feel like it's a thing that we as a society and also like through pop culture, through everything we see, except for horror films, prom night's almost always like such a fun time to do all these fun things. And almost always, I can't tell you a single person that I've talked to who did have a good time at prom. 
I'm sure there's got to be someone, and I would not trust that person. Neither would I. I had <laughs> I had a terrible time at prom, and it wasn't even like a bad thing. Uh, I was hoping, because of all the movies I've seen, I was hoping for like a good soundtrack. And I knew, uh, I knew the music I grew up with and went to like high school with. I was hoping I would hear more of that. I could not tell you a single song that was played. Like, I did not know any of the music. It was not my kind of music. And I, like, it kind of killed the vibe for me because I was really hoping for, like, a Carrie-esque one where I'm like, or, like, prom night where I'm like, disco, I can get into this. None of that. No. Do you remember your theme? Yes. It was, uh, it was the... It was either Great Gatsby themed or it was like the Roaring Twenties themed. It was not great. Uh, I then, I we spent maybe like an hour and a half there. We played Pokemon with some of my other friends on our DSs. You did not. You did not. We just sat down and we were like, uh, fuck dancing. Let's go sit like and just play Pokemon. And then we played for a little bit. So my sister lent me her really nice car for the night for prom and we had a really nice dinner in noblesville and then we left prom and then we messed around in the car as as young people do very prom appropriate and then we smoked a joint together at my house and then uh i feel like i watched the 1966 batman movie when she left and then i went to sleep it was okay. I'm no longer with that person, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. And I mean, even we, two different two different kinds of stories. Mine was just like lackluster more than anything. Yeah, I, I will say ours was, it, it was nice. So they had it at the Roof Ballroom downtown at um okay. IRT. so it was a very very fancy venue and we actually we had dinner at the prom because it was actually very like good catering so you didn't have to go have dinner other places so that was actually nice and i did dance i'm fucking jealous it was they, they i i think we might have been one of the last years they moved it to the high school after that but we uh so i'm from anderson so we didn't do it at the high school we did it at the uh old paramount theater with the organ yes that thing creeped me out talk uh, about horror that thing that thing scared me when i was a kid that well they uh so from when you were a kid to versus when i was a kid it went like down seriously when you were a kid and it got to the point where like the theater was fucked and then the town put a ton of money to revitalize it okay so when i was growing up it was like brand new everything was new with it but it was still not great (laughs) (laughs) it's out of business won't get sued here So the episode that we are showing you today, which is a classic amongst many people, it is coming back into cult status. It's finally getting the recognition it deserves. It's also getting uh, reanalyzed as a queer film, but we are watching Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2. Yes. Uh, So have you seen the first Prom Night with Jamie Lee Curtis? Yes, I have seen that one. Great. Well, this is uh, only a sequel by name. 
It has nothing to do with the first movie. Oh, I know Jamie Lee. No. no. (laughs) I would like to say that that's beneath her, but bitch did so many bad Halloween movies. (laughs) And she did Terror Train, and she did Prom Night, she did The Fog. And I don't care, listeners, what you're thinking out there, that you're like, I love The Fog. It's not that good. I'm seriously pissed about The Fog, because as much as I love Carpenter, and as much as I love Adrian Barbeau, Adrienne Barbeau's like a DJ, and she's like, all right, listeners, we'll be back in just a sec. And she'll play music, and then she'll have a conversation with someone to the side. Less than 30 seconds go by. All right, listeners. And I'm like, 30 seconds of a song? That's it? And she does it the whole movie. So watch it again, and you're like, she never plays a full fucking song. She (laughs) always cuts back in. It pisses me off. But uh, no, this, uh, the original title of this film was called The Haunting of Hamilton High. And they premiered it, and it worked great. It was fine. People liked it. Uh, however, before releasing it, uh, they were talking with like studio heads and producers, and they were like, hey, you know, technically we own the rights to, to prom night. And this movie like deals with a prom. Why don't we just call it like, Prom Night 2, and I would have been fine if they would have called it Prom Night 2, but the full fucking title is Hello Mary Lou, colon, Prom Night 2, and it has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with the first movie. It's like, I want to say it's the Halloween 3, but that's not true because there's a third Prom Night that is a direct sequel to the second one. So if anything, the first movie's the odd dog out here. Okay. <laughs> uh, this this film is so fucking weird, Colin. It's so weird. So when we're going into this, I want you to just, whenever they give you some exposition or plot, you just take that with a grain of salt and you just keep moving on. <laughs> okay. Thank you for the warning. <laughs> Um, so with that being said, uh, are, are you excited for a promptastic film? I am very fucking excited. Um, I have never seen this, but I wanted to see it. I was not allowed to see it. Uh, I'm old enough. I I saw it. They had the the old cardboard standups they would have in the movie theaters. When, I'm, I'm sorry to age you. What year were you born? 90s. (laughs) I'm sorry. You can, like, that. show numbers to me. Okay. <laughs> 52? Okay. Okay, so you would have... You would have been 14. No. When, when did this come out? 87. No. Check your math. <laughs> <laughs> Are you just trying to, to not, dot, not, not give my real age away on the this? How did I... Oh... I thought I mean, you just I, kept one I, hand I, up. I often get told I look young for my age, but that, that would, would be some very... Colin, you were only 14 when this film came out. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm a hundred... It was a hundred years ago. Back in my day. <laughs> oh, wait. No, I get what you're saying now. I aged you up instead yeah, of aging yeah, you yeah, down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You're totally fine. <laughs> All right. Well, that's Wait, a... no, that would have been. I, I was sheltered, but not quite that sheltered. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 
right, let's get this terrible night started. <laughs> okay, so before the Guest Watcher movie, this is a point where I'm going to explain the summary to you. And look, I know it's not got, like, all the plot points in it. It's pretty simplified. I try and run through it as quick as possible. I strongly urge that you watch the movie beforehand because... How, why, why the fuck are you listening to this if you haven't watched the movie yet? You want to see if you're interested in the movie? You, the next, like, 30 minutes is people making jokes about a movie you've never seen. And why? Why would you want to do that to yourselves? Just watch the fucking movie. Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2 is a 1987 sequel to Prom Night, only by name. It's directed by Bruce Pittman, written by Ron Oliver, and stars Michael Ironside as Principal Nordham, Wendy Lyne as Vicky, Lisa Sharge as Mary Lou, and Justin Lewis as Craig. We begin in 1957, where Mary Lou confesses to all of her sins in a confessional just before her senior prom. Upon arriving, she rejects her initial date of Billy Nordham, driving Billy into a rage-fueled revenge. Billy happens upon a stink bomb left by two students and sets it off just as Mary Lou is being crowned prom queen. Instead of a silly prank, the bomb catches fire and burns Mary Lou to a crisp. We jump forward 30 years and meet Vicky, the sweet and innocent girl next door. Her religious mother forbids getting her a new dress for the upcoming prom, so Vicky looks around the high school theater department for one instead. Vicky happens upon an old trunk containing accessories of Mary Lou. Once she takes them for herself, the vengeful spirit of Mary Lou is released. Soon, friends of Vicky's begin to die. Vicky has strange hallucinations, all the while Billy, now the principal of the school, starts worrying about these strange events and their connection to that night in 1957. Upon winning prom queen and receiving a kiss, the spirit of Mary Lou is released with a gunshot, and becomes Vicky again towards the end. She and Craig leave with Craig's father, Principal Nordham, driving. We're left with one final terrible twist that Mary Lou is now inside of Billy Nordham. Ha! This movie has nothing to do with the Jamie Lee Curtis film preceding it, but has way more camp and fun than anything. It's gained a cult following over the years and has been deemed an iconic queer film of 80s horror genre. Hello, Mary Lou Promenade 2 may not have the best scares, the best acting, aside from Ironside, or the best plot, but it is entertaining and fun. And that's what we here at the Horror Talk podcast love. Campy movies, plenty of nudity, and lots of gore. Marina, play the funny parts. I'm glad they warned us there are frightening scenes. Oh, you know what's good with an intro like that. Oh, Peter Simpson, yeah. Oh, of course. Wait, do you actually know? No. <laughs> I do know Michael Ironside. I, I do know. Bringing it back to our scanners conversation. All yes. Right. We're going to do things the scanner way. <laughs> I do. There's a there's a father, Father Cooper. Oh, yeah. 
it it's got to be fucking Catholics. Oh, is it a Catholic? Oh, no spoilers. No spoilers. Ah, uh, John Herzog, Werner Herzog's <laughs> brother. I was gonna comment on the music. It almost it, I, getting a little like Nightmare on Elm Street from it a little bit. So funny enough, the person who wrote the script actually did the intro and outro music. Oh, huh. Man, that guy is. <laughs> we've hung. got taxidermies. We've got crucifixes. Crucifix oh. eye. Uh, is well, that yeah, a mannequin it's, head? It's a high school theater department. Ah. Just like a prayer, I'll take you there. It's like a dream to me. Luckily, we've got the late night choir singing in the background for her in what looks to be an empty church. Someone should really put out those candles. That is not a good idea. Those are also really fucking thick candles. They, they are. Those are... It has been three months since my last confession. And my last period. Relations. Yes, you have. Boys at my school. Many boys. Many times. <laughs> I was waiting Ooh. for it. My child, these are great sins. How many Hail Marys do I have to do? There's one more thing. What is it, my poor child? I loved every minute of For a good time, <laughs> call Mary Lou. Okay, good. 1957. I was gonna ask what if that's just the theme Colin that's the theme of their prom it's 57 that's so specific palm trees were very big in 57 hey I ain't no square dig those stars look very patriotic to me it's a a patriotic trop Hawaiian night I mean remember that's the same kind of thing that Carrie had was the blue background with all the silver stars. Oh, true, true. That that is that is a hairline for a high schooler. Look, some of us aren't gifted okay. with beautiful hair. Some of us have Eddie Munster widow's peaks from the time we wake up to the time we go to sleep. Okay. Bud Cooper strikes again. Why don't we have a sequel with Bud Cooper? Prom Night 2, Bud Cooper, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> it's a big free country. I guess so. See, it is patriotic. God bless America. Be cool, Billy. I told you I don't, don't date 20 years seniors. I mean, it's not really spoilers. That kid's going to, when they age up... Uh, spoiler alert, 30 years. Okay, okay. so they, they, they cast him for the age to, to play both. He's, well, no, so he's that, but then Michael Ironside plays him. Uh. <laughs> and now that you're looking at that kid, you're like, oh, that's perfect casting. Okay, I, I, I get it, I get it. I mean, she's that, got the slang down. Also, that's not fucking cool. Like, that thing was a rental. Shit, you're right. Look at that. That, that's enough to kill over. He's not getting that deposit back for sure. <laughs> Hide it in the trash can. Uh, well, that, that dress clearly was very cheap because she went up in flames very fast. 
If you would like to know, this sequence is actually the longest sequence of someone in a fire suits ever in film. Really? Yeah. Like, it's still going. It's still going. <laughs> that was not a 1957's haircut. For the 1957's. love. 1957's. For the love of God, could someone fucking per- put her out? No, they're too busy pounding on the floor. Now they use her skull when they want to do Hamlet. I like to think that they're doing the whitest kids you know, Hamlet. (laughs) Holy shit, Hamlet. I've been bit by a fucking vampire. Yeah, this is... He's a bad boy on his motorcycle. This is basically a better carry, too. (laughs) How could there be a better carry, too? You could throw a stone in the video store and slap Carrie 2 on it. Chances are it will be better than Carrie 2, the revenge. <laughs> the rage. Oh, you're right. It's the rage. That girl with that fucking awful it's all ass rage. fucking... Mother's so witty. I don't know why she's so shitty because... Uh... He's getting a sidecar to go with my side pony, Mama. Shut up. Horror Talk Podcast, where the preacher's kids lead you straight on the road to hell on their motorcycle with a sidecar for you. Do you see how much fucking sugar he put in? No, I didn't. I'm just curious why these high schoolers are drinking coffee at a diner. Uh, well, they did it in Twin Peaks all the time. Okay. I mean, it was the the, the 80s, so a different time. I would like to say, I was that cool, weird kid. I was not, I was an obnoxious, weird kid. (laughs) Did you know any cool, weird kids? Are they real? I I don't know if I knew any. I think we're cooler now. Like, I think that all the shit that we have liked growing up has now come into, like, the... What's the word I'm looking for? Forefront? Forefront, thank you. Because, like... Comic books are now a huge thing with comic book movies. Like, all the weird shows that we like are popular. Like, have you seen memes? That's a 100% weird fucking humor. True, true. It's like, damn, that slug thick. And it's like a picture of a dog winking with, like, glitter signs from Microsoft Word art and money signs. And people are like, huh, I relate to that. I was thinking maybe the weird cool kids in the movies that that is who the awkward weird kids wish they had been in high school they've rewritten themselves to i could be yeah that makes sense cool i get what you're saying kid. no 100 i'm not a regular weird kid i'm the cool weird kid i want that top what the the actor <laughs> or <laughs> <No>. <laughs> His blouse. His blouse, Dakota. <laughs> See, his head looks like one of those fucking like potato Olays that you get at Taco uh, Taco John's. Taco John's, if you're listening to this and would love to sponsor me, I think you have the best tacos in the fast food market. You are criminally underrated. You created Taco Tuesday. You get potato Olays as a fucking side with your delicious cheese. Your drink sizes are absolutely huge. And your street tacos actually taste like street tacos. 
People, if you're listening here, go to fucking Taco John's. Taco John's is amazing. So anyways, what happened with the movie? I missed that scene. <laughs> well, the principal's... The principal told his son that he was going to be throwing his life away. I'm not sure exactly why. I'm going to guess it had to do with his girlfriend. Um, and then he ran away in his very fancy blouse. Did you know that uh, Neil Gaiman copied Dream after her? <laughs> That's not Are you true. Mean, I was going to say. I, 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 but it but could I would be possible. It. I would buy it. I would totally buy it. Spanish. It was the 80s appropriation was okay. <laughs> she was that one girl in drama club that was a lot. Yeah. Wait. It's fucking funny, too, because, like, out of all the assholes I knew in the theater department when I went to high school... Her asshole's eating her pants. Myself and, like, one other person are actually, like, still doing, like, theater art stuff. Uh, everyone else was like, that was just a thing that they could do for high school and nothing else. Uh, shout out to Alex Webster. Really happy that you're getting all those gigs in LA right now. I love following your journey. Yeah, I felt like people I went to high school with, they didn't, weren't really into theater. People wanted to go, yeah, like move to LA and become actors after high school, but they never did theater in high school. Yep. Where there would be choir kids who just showed up for like the musical but like that's it and obviously different times in high school the big one the big two in high school for me was people were really into hairspray people were really into wicked and those were like the top two at the time so if people are triangulating in on my age when i was in high school rent rent was the big one I was gonna say rent. I saw that. Um, I, we were, I was actually talking about this today. I uh, saw it on my senior trip after graduating. Uh, I went to New York and saw it on Broadway with like uh, Anthony Rapp. Yes, Anthony Rapp and um, who's the guy who played Roger? Um, he was the guy from School of Rock. Was he in School of Rock? Yeah, he was the guy who was like the lead band singer who kicked Jack Black out of the band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I committed murder. I mean, why is he keeping a picture of that that class on his wall if it was so traumatic? I mean, he he carried that, that fist clinch forward. Queen of 57... Well, how many old gays are there listening to this podcast? <laughs> you feel called out? Recently with, I, I honestly can't remember all the details, so great story, Colin. Um, <laughs> uh, using the, the word queer. No, that was you. What Didn't you ask the question, wasn't what? Yeah, you asked on Facebook. You asked the question. That's right, yeah. <laughs> uh, because I was using it at uh, my previous job for like... Uh, Pride Month, but instead of doing the LGBTQI, bay, plot, like all that, I was like queer. It, it it's a good umbrella that covers everybody. I feel like so people complained. However, I pointed out to my direct manager at the time. I was like, the people who were complaining are not the people in the community because it's not that deep 
to a good majority of people. And uh, they got the director of North American Operations on like a conference call with HR. And he is an openly gay married man. And they asked him, is this offensive? And on the call, he goes, no, that's our word. We took it back. (laughs) Yes, yes, love it. (laughs) We did, um, we had drag queen bingo for Pride Month at work. Wonderful. And um, she performed Johnny, Are You Queer Boy? (laughs) 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 And had people, people were dancing. We were all uh, on uh, like Zoom, but they had people in one of the conference rooms. They were running around dancing (laughs) to the song. It was great. I didn't think Jess liked men. Art student looks like that. Did not... Oh, go ahead. She's giving me um, Annie Potts in Pretty in Pink. <laughs> yeah, okay. Hey, kids, remember Pretty in Pink? If you don't, you should go back and analyze how <laughs> not okay that movie is. <laughs> what are you Wait, saying no. about? No, 16 Candles. 16 Candles is where, yeah. But there, there's some... Yeah, Pr- Pretty in Pink had some, I think, some issues with a little bit with the storyline, but definitely was not as... It's it's an 80s chasing Amy. Ducky was gay. He was gay. I'm sorry. He was not in love with Molly Ringwald. I mean, we all are in love with Molly Ringwald, but are we in love with Molly Ringwald? I'm not in love with that cape. She looks like Frankenfurter. Oh my god. <laughs> You're not wrong. It's like if shock treatment included 80s Frankenfurter. Is she going to pull a Mean Girls and break up that tiara? Well, she's using it for art. <laughs> so is the, the, the tiara is Mary Lou's Horcrux? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Josh, I told you not to let the confetti cannon go off till the finale. I'm getting choked by some tinsel. Damn my fan fictions. This is why they say never wear a cape. You will get choked and die. I will say, no, that those paper cutter things, they had those when I was in elementary school. They will fuck you up. Those things, why? Why would you have those things in just like a classroom around children? Well, I mean, these are seniors. And why is she here after school? No, I mean, we have them like in classrooms around children. Oh! (laughs) Yeah, probably not. She's probably, what, 35? How is that cape strong enough? That was it. Well, they made every everything was made better back then. I mean, it's very it's 1957 American made capes for days. But that that looked like a that looked what? like Whoa. a Whoa. What? I forgot that part of the movie. It threw her out a window. Uh, it, so it's Doctor Strange's cape. She killed herself. I like how all the art goths are there. So, to make sure I'm following the plot, was that thing with the shrine and the... uh, Sorry if I'm getting too far away from the mic. No, you're fine. With the the shrine and the... Was that a new priest in addition to the old priest? Was that the guy who was meant to be the one banging on the floor when she died and for some reason he has a yeah shrine to her yeah the uh the new priest that we've seen so far is like the boyfriend who is feeling her up god bless america 
That's why he was pounding the floor. He, he lost those jahoobies. Wait a minute. There's only one man I know who would ever call them jahoobies. <laughs> <gasps> Stephen King! And I would have gotten away with it, too, if it weren't for you meddling kid. Ah, my Stephen's not good. He's got a weird fucking voice to, like, pin down. That being said... You know who can do a good impression, though. I will stop that one right there. A visual impression. I'm being mean. <laughs> do not expound on that one, because I may get hunted down and murdered. Hurt. So... <laughs> I almost made a scene with or a comment when she was at the the cemetery. That oh, you know she's serious now because she did no side pony now, hair straight down the back, and then we get some some fun uh, braids in that next scene. So I did a show once with someone. Um, they they were a very, very a great singer, um, not the best actor ever. Um, you want some chicken noodle soup, darling? I love how her eyes are like, Rock and roll, Reggie! <laughs> Great ass. I don't know. This, those are some, some 80s pants to show off that apple butt. Or heart, heart-shaped butt. Um, but anyway, this the, <laughs> just very quickly. Um, very good singer. Not the best actor, but one night after before a performance, she's like, I think I'm going to do something with my different with my character tonight. She had a different hairstyle. <laughs> I'm a new woman. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, is that Mary Lou? So that's Mary Lou back from the dead. No, that's just the like resident bitch at her high school. Oh, she was the one who was uh, culturally appropriating. Yeah. Okay. She's like, I'm wearing the same dress that Liz Taylor wore to the Oscars. <laughs> you know what I want right now? To watch the Flintstones with Liz Taylor. Big old pitcher of warm milk. Mmm, room temp. Just, just how baby likes it. Put that whole gallon. Just put that whole gallon in that pitcher. Put it out for the three of us for dinner tonight. That's a whole lot of trouble sorry that wasn't like even in the realm of good jokes maybe in like the bottom two percent but um vitamin d added that wasn't dairy funny don't have a cow man for you fucking if you could show your age that's the one quote that did it Hey, there aren't they? Isn't it still going? <laughs> it is, but like they haven't done that bit in a minute. Do you know at least like one verse of "Do the Bart Man"? I have the CD of Sh- Simpsons Sing the Blues. Showing your age. Yep. <laughs> I'm just putting those clues out there for you, <laughs> listeners. If anyone wants to write in and guess how old Colin is, I don't have anything to give you as a reward, but... Just my ever-living hatred. <laughs> Colin will find you on Facebook and will send shitty posts to you. Look at her. She looks pretty here. She's uh... she's having a moment, though. She Oh, I was like, she winked at herself. She blew her hair up. But no, it's not her doing it. Wipe that whore lipstick off your mouth. You're no. a whore. And you'll always be a whore. Nothing but a good infant. Jesus, he's wearing that blazer two days in a row.
They are and socks they, and sandals. Uh, some Birkenstocks. They're heading. They're heading to work. Holy Pull shit! Up those pants. Did you see that fucking lumberjack up front? Yeah. She's the one girl who actually does sports. <laughs> that that's a way to to check someone's pulse. Just choke Shook her out, them. and she wakes up. They're like, I thought you lost blood. Turns out you're just a pale bitch. What are you looking at? This is what I always do after watching the the kids in gym class playing volleyball. Close up my feelings in this case. Okay, I've just got to rub one out. No one will notice. He's I, think a, I think he's a little too on edge to be a high school principal. He's, he's giving me more vice principal energy. He, yeah, you're not wrong. That damn secretary spreading my business around town. It's, yeah, it's... Flare pants should have never gone ass style. They're great, and they look great on everyone. Almost. <laughs> See, that's... A, once I started seeing the 90s stuff come back, I'm like, no, not again. I'm finally, like, comfortable being in stuff <laughs> that fits me better, and now we're going back to baggy? Baggy never look good. No. Especially, like, Jinko jeans. I mean, I guess on, like, a perfectly dry day <laughs> with no mud in sight, possibly... <laughs> I'd be afraid an animal would crawl up my leg. Those wide leg jeans. <laughs> oh boy, Jingo. Because <laughs> fire worked out so well for me last time. I'm going to burn some more. Dad, are you thinking about how you killed Mom? No, another girl. <laughs> Wait, um, yes. Yes, I am. Let me just put my, my glasses back on. I'm doing nothing. Nothing. nothing See, fun. this is how fucking awful the economic system is today. He is a high school principal. Did you look at that house? That house is crazy. I feel like that Simpsons episode where he has the co-worker Grimes who comes over to his house and he goes, e How do you afford this house? It's a mansion. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. oh. uh. Some someone missed a few a few days of an art class. I don't hate that. That's okay. That does look like a teenager drew it though. It it looks like something you'd see, like in a mural at a restaurant. Hey, Colin, remember when I asked you about sexy toys? <laughs> that is not it. Is that your sexy toy? Well, that transistor radio was just another fire hazard waiting to happen. Ah, uh, yes, as all kids love in fucking high school, uh, some horses and a Picasso painting. I'm not I, saying I, teenagers don't like Picasso. This kid, not putting out those vibes. Have you seen her hairstyles? She, I told you, she has range. Speaking of crazy fucking artists, uh, I got... I went up to Chicago this year, and I got tickets to go see the Salvador Dali exhibit at the uh, art museum in Chicago. Oh, very cool. And there was one, I think it was, I forget what it was fucking called. It was like the, uh, the like looming tower or something like that. It was a castle and then two boulders. And no. I took a picture and sent it to my mom, and she goes, what are you looking at? And I said, art. <laughs> what do you think Dali meant when he painted this? Such a mystery. No, the body of Mary Lou compels you. 
I wouldn't have giggled if you didn't do the you. <laughs> <laughs> I love how this movie is bringing out more and more of the gayness out of you. <laughs> it's there. It's there. <laughs> Also, good thing that Vicky didn't have to worry about that priest out in the middle of the dark because she's, you know, femme presenting. Nothing to worry about with a Catholic priest. Roman Catholic Church, if you want to sponsor the Horror Talk podcast, please don't. (laughs) It's the 80s. I guess everybody pulls their pants up to their nipples, even, even the principals and priests. There's nothing that priest has to be worried about because he didn't murder anybody. Michael Ironside sure as shit did. You never suspect the stink bomb. What about the kid who originated the stink bomb? He gets away scot-free in this whole thing? Dig? Yeah. Well, you're the fucking priest. How about you tell us how it happened? (laughs) That's the problem. You've been celibate too long. Okay. I don't buy into a lot of religions. I don't want to get too much into it. However, in in a horror movie setting, if a Catholic priest is like, for the love of God, take communion, take a cross, do something, I would in fact oblige. That seems like the only smart thing to do. Yeah, I mean, I'd try it. Why not? Although I do like, uh, it's the only nuanced thing I've seen from, like, using the cross is in Stephen King's Salem's Lot, where the pastor tries to use the crucifix, and Kurt Barlow, Kurt Barlow's the vampire, where he's like, if you don't have faith, it doesn't work. And that scared the shit out of me, because I'm like, That was always my go-to, was just doing the cross. But to think that you have to believe in it in order for it to work, oh, I'm fucked. But then if, like, if you were confronted with a vampire, you'd, like, start believing right away, so you're fine, you're fine, you're good. (laughs) And then, like, as soon as he walks away, I'd start to fade. He's like, ah! (laughs) (laughs) You know she's frazzled because her hair is thirsty. Wow, she does not look good. She looks like a 1950s porcelain doll with no eyebrows because she has no eyebrows. Look That's at why her. I said Mia That's I, I, I'm only commenting because they've clearly done this on purpose as there's a lot of hairography. Hairography. Don't touch my hair. That's where I keep my feelings. I spent all day making this hair look like shit. <laughs> not for you to touch it. No, I'm going to have to go take an acting lesson. Ooh, I'm not going to lie. I love that cowboy vest. Viewers, if you have not seen this movie, you should watch it because it is cowboys on a white vest, and I need it. So, so look- when she was going to pay him $100, it's 100 Canadians over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the way, listeners, if you ever want to know if a movie's canadian or not always look for the police because the police are always a dead giveaway like in black christmas it's it's supposed to be set near bloomington indiana but you see the cops and you hear like the (laughs) sirens and you're like that is not in indiana 
and then you see the cop uniforms and you're like this is canada 100 percent canada i always listen for someone to say sorry i also in like movies that are supposed to take place in the u.s but then the, the license plates it's like a Super rectangle long. yeah <laughs> return of the pearl necklace I want to know who created these brooches for this movie. The the props department was like they 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 did not buy those. They made these. At Fringe, we saw a guy do breakneck Romeo and Juliet. It was really good. Did a really good job. He did uh he did something that I think was very interesting for because let I don't care what you say. Shakespeare's kind of boring. There's... Well, good thing now, Florida, they'll only let them learn excerpts instead of all of Romeo and Juliet, so boring no more. Where's all the, like, I'm horny and did you see your pussy? Like, none of those things are going to be brought up at all. It's a shame. But, no, he did something that I thought was really cool was he goes, you know, it takes place over five days from, like, start to end. And so when he would go through, he would be like, okay. Sunday morning and he would walk through a scene and get like the basic monologues out and then he would be like now it's Sunday like afternoon and would break it down by like the points in the day and it was way funnier bringing this about he would like go through a scene he goes two hours later (laughs) oh that's really cool not my (laughs) jahoobies You should watch the Slumber Party Massacre series, by the way, if you have not already, because is the only horror series in the entire pantheon of horror movies that is written and directed by women, always. Really? Uh, so the first, I think there's four of them, and then there's a remake, which is all pretty good, but all written and directed by women. Did not know that. I th- I've seen the first one. First one's not bad. The killer's that. The driller killer? The guy with the drill? Oh, I'm thinking of a different... What? what which one am I thinking of then? What'd Never you mind. Say? I didn't want to spoil a, a, a movie for your, your listeners. <laughs> she has it in for that confessional. By the way, like, if that whole place is ancient, like, fucking old... That thing is like cardboard. It's a it's weakened by all the sins. Coming this summer, a new fun romp. Mary Lou Maroney. Michael Ironside in <laughs> Hello Mary Lou Prom Night 2 Electric Boogaloo. Everything's going alright before the prom except an evil spirit rises from the grave. Also, I don't care if she's being possessed by a demon now, because, like, she's got more confidence, she's looking prettier, she's wearing better outfits. She's still wearing her cross, though. Wow, you're a bitch. High school proms, high school parties are way beyond anything you would ever experience in real life. Unless the the people who did your prom are, like, set decorators for movies. Careful, that might explode and cause sparks. Those radios are dangerous. Um, so this is from uh, Volume 2, Number 10, Issue of Fangoria. 
Speaking of that draggy, heightened sensibility, I have to say the personal favorite and detail of mine. Oh, yeah. A personal favorite detail of mine is when Vicky gets taken over by Mary Lou in Prom Night 2. Her hair is suddenly crimped. It's like the crimp of evil. <laughs> she literally dropped the soap. They're that firm to hold up her towel perfectly. So apparently, this... she's just running up and down the road. <laughs> so what are you looking for, girl? Uh, apparently, this full frontal nude scene was like a last minute decision because they're like, "Oh, it's really going to, you know, pull things together." <laughs> Only if they had styled her hair. Oh, it's crimped. It's full of style. It's full of evil. Not that hair. Who, maybe? <laughs> I think her wig keeps getting longer. The more evil I get, the longer these locks get. <laughs> also, I fucking hate movie, like theater departments because i'm like how much budget did you guys have our shit looked like shit and they just have all these old props and sets to sit around you know for as bad as there the was rest, a lot going on there for as bad as the rest of the acting is i feel like he's putting in some good work i wonder if did they say did he just like film for one week because the scenes seem very isolated so I will have notes on that when we get to okay. the end. <laughs> God, that horse is the I was gonna creepiest s- part of the movie. It really is. It gets a lot of screen time. I think both the moving lips, the human teeth, and then the like red eyes. How much did you get paid to afford the ring? Is is Dad giving us a spoken word piece right now? <laughs> Following the scene that just happened, this one's making me feel swicky too. This is mm. kisses his dad. Got your crucifix. He wasn't the stupid one. In fact, he was the person being like, "You better get fucking right with God, because demons be coming." These these relationships are very complex. Look at that. Even the outside, it's like neon stars. They're switching colors. Look at this. Yeah, they got those. Those are like handcrafted neon lights. God damn, this is a lit prom. I mean, I think the theme is just eighties. <laughs> that shoulder dancing is something. I think I think her, her 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 dress has more cleavage in the back than the front. Uh, well, as everyone knows, especially Marina, I think, uh, dresses or any kind of shirt that has an opening in the back is not attractive. And it doesn't matter who's wearing it. I, why? Why would you need it? Why do you need to have your back open? I would be uncomfortable. Like, some of those dresses that are, like, cut all the- That's twice! (laughs) I think only once on- only once on Mike, though. Yeah, that's true. So for all of you out there who didn't know to take a shot every time Colin hits the lamp, now take one. (laughs) (laughs) Wild time. You know, they've never said the title, and that's something I look forward to in every movie, so I can say, roll credits. 
But they're never going to be like, hello, Mary Lou, pulls out gun. It's prom night, too. (laughs) So disappointing. They could have worked it in. I'm sorry, she went to win prom queen with that ladybug dress? She was counting on all the glitter in her hair. It's going to take weeks to wash this out. Weeks, I tell you. Weeks? That stuff's never coming out. Glitter never goes away. That you create a perfect tagline. Hello, Mary Lou, prom night two. Glitter never goes away. <laughs> that, that almost makes it sound like, like, a, like a, like a, a hero story or something like that. We could do it. We could adapt this into. Shouldn't that door be? Shouldn't there <laughs> yeah, be a... that's that's not how it works. Pro tip for anyone watching this movie: if you do want to develop old school film in a dark room it's got to be completely shut off she can sense that she's not going to win can she magically hack the the computer voting with her mind dead wrong i think he enjoyed that more than the bj insert freddy krueger now i'm playing with power i'm also trying to figure out did he drug him? Because it looks like somebody punched him in the face. Well, yeah, she did. She, like, punched his nuts and then, like, picked him up against the wall. Yeah, I guess I just didn't see a bruise. The filmmakers wanted you to know that it was on the inside. Eat your heart out, Carrie White. Fun fact. Uh, sorry, not even fun fact. Colin, do you remember what Carrie White's full name is? I do not. Carrietta. Oh, yes. I'm like... A name I've what? never heard in my life. Outside Jehubis. of that. Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry, Stephen. Do you, do you know other human people? Stretching down to her pudenda. I do... Ooh. I do like that the effects are slowly taking away the decay. That's good. Yeah. We got a little Christine moment going on. But with a person. <laughs> In Mary Lou's defense, she's way, way more attractive than literally any, any woman in this movie. Yes. I'm gonna grab this chiffon, it's gonna keep me from being dragged to hell. Said so many drag queens. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's like, no honey, that's your problem. I glued your stones back in and everything. Said every drag queen. (laughs) I mean, honestly, if so, and I'm sure someone has done, like, a video essay or something somewhere, just breaking down the relationships in this movie and just all the fucked up Oedipal stuff. We've got, like, straight up incest, but then, like, by proxy and... Why'd her grave explode? I think it's pretty clear. Fuck you, <laughs> If you've been paying attention... Colin. The silence is all visual right now. I was I did not think they would do that. Mary Lou too is uh, first off, how did they get to the DMV to make that custom made play? But also, how never seen this movie did you call the fucking ending? I didn't think they would actually do that. You're like it's so stupid they'll never do it. And this exactly. movie is like 
hold my beer. Yeah, no, no, I seriously was like, no, there because how many times have they already done that? <laughs> Alright, so we talked about the movie a little bit beforehand. We made fun of the movie. I gave you a summary. And now we're going to talk about the movie. This really isn't me giving my review. It's all about the special guests giving their review. I'm going to fill you in with some behind-the-scenes features and some fun facts I found out. But you know what? Let me be clear. Not all these movies have fun facts, okay? There is nothing to find on them. Sometimes doing this research is fucking hard, okay? Not everything has a backstory. It isn't well documented like 1978's Halloween or John Carpenter's The Thing. Ah, oh, fuck. Well, I'm fucking rambling. Okay, so the point is, is I'm trying to give as much facts as I possibly can. Sometimes there isn't a lot. We're just going to talk about the movie, okay? It's the discussion part. Who hurt you? So, uh, Colin, initial gut reactions. Don't go too deep into, like, reviews and things, because we'll tackle that as we go on. But how'd you like Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2? Oh, I absolutely loved it. That was amazing. Uh, I couldn't really tell you what happened <laughs> in the movie. Um, I it was a little bit like a fever dream of just sights and sounds of the 80s, of the 50s, maybe of indeterminate prom themes of of, of incest it, <laughs> it is. was it was every this movie has everything <laughs> are you making a tp a little bit i won't even try to do the impression but <clears throat> oh what this movie has everything michael ironside two proms incest 45 year old high school seniors who don't age but are replaced by another actor playing them at the same age but now they're really 45 demon rocking horses liquid chalkboards glistening girls dan cortez and a ring that just won't quit <laughs> Jesus God, this, so, I'm so glad that I got to show you this movie because I saw it, uh, shout out to Nathan if you're listening, my brother first showed it to me and said, oh, you've got to watch this movie, it is so campy, and I said, okay, bet, and by God, is it one of the campiest movies I've ever seen. Oh, for sure, thank you so much for picking this one for me, like, this is right up, that, that just so awfulness that i love every person who has ever come on this podcast who's like i like psychological and i'm like that's great it's really hard to make fun of those i was gonna say that's gonna make for a shit podcast <laughs> i mean maybe if you want to do like a some like a serious critique but for for something where you're <laughs> looking for some humor that or you know just like i think a lot of silence <laughs> yeah it's that's sometimes we can do I consider them good movies, but they're not traditionally good movies. Like, I couldn't show The Exorcist on here because I wouldn't be able to, like... I would be able to shit-talk it, but all I would do is suck that movie's dick and be like, this is one of the greatest movies ever made. Like, look at those effects. I can't believe they're doing this. <laughs> like, 
it would just be praising the movie instead of making fun of it. But good God, this movie just it sets it sets you up to knock everything back with just how bad it is. So uh, some fun behind the scenes stuff. So the guy who wrote this did not write Prom Night 2. He wrote a movie called The Haunting of uh, Hamilton High. And what it was was kind of like this. It was kind of like the movie. However, it was the first real script he had written. Uh, he was based out of Canada, and he found a few movie studios in Canada and sent them his first script he did, which was like a anthology horror thing. Okay. And uh, two of the companies were probably like drug fronts and never got back to him. <laughs> one of them wasn't interested. However, one of them, excuse me, one of them contacted him and said, we're not really into this or this writing like like what you did with this anthology however we are interested in doing a movie here is the name of the the title it's the haunting of hamilton high would you do that we would like you to write that so he wrote this they then filmed the entire film and he and the editor got weirdly enough not the director the writer and the editor got together and they cut the movie down to 66 minutes and they were like there's a lot of scenes that don't really make sense or add up <laughs> you don't say so he wrote about 25 more pages and he presented them to the studio and what the movie was so far and the studio says okay you have 10 days here's a hundred thousand dollars go like film the scenes that you need and the editor went in as like a second director because he had already edited it so he was like i know exactly what we need to shoot in order to make this make sense so the scene where they're fully nude and she gets inside the locker and it crushes that was one of the scenes that they filmed for the second time and you point out you were like did they just shoot some of these scenes quickly yeah they did okay well hey that makes sense but also what a did the the lead actress sign her nudity waiver from the beginning and say everything was fair game or just like hey we have an idea for you i think it was surprise i think it was just like one of those so you know we'll talk about it like we'll work on it just think about it and then i got to the day of filming and be like you gotta do it <laughs> i feel like and i feel bad and good i'm glad that there's like gratuitous nudity and uh nudity in 80s films because it's part of what makes 80s slasher genre the 80s slasher genre yeah. is like girls getting their boobs out and then getting like killed almost immediately i also feel bad that lots of girls probably got forced to do that yeah that's a thing i mean it's like a it should be no no shame in doing that but it's how it was done exactly there's a way it, to go about it if it was exploited you know it's if it was their decision or yeah definitely so and sorry that i'm pulling up these notes uh ron oliver is the guy who wrote the script 
and did all the editing. He also did the beginning music and like the end music for some reason. This guy was all in on this movie and good for him. This more so than the director, this is like his baby. And it's getting way more critical success now uh, just because of how weird and game campy it is. But I forget the exact director who said it. Uh, they were talking about how, aren't you happy that this film like is like cult status and how people love it now? And he goes, it didn't help me then. He goes, if I had that much love back then, I could have paid my mortgage. I could have done more movies. I could have actually had a career. And that didn't happen. And he goes, it's great now. Now that I just get residuals, sure. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of directors feel that way, that they're like, I'm happy that this is getting seen. Really would have loved that paycheck back in the day, though. But uh, Ron Oliver continued to be with horror, and uh, something that this movie helped spark on his journey, he also wrote Prom Night 3, like, directly after the sequel. And it's they say that this one is more serious and scary. They say the third one is more campy and funny. And I don't know how that could be when this one was pretty goddamn campy and funny. Yeah, like where where do you go from your have you seen the third one? I have not, but I desperately need to and I didn't know there was a fourth one until we were going through Amazon. And you can't watch four until you've seen three. Exactly. Well, it's this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Hey, just splice it together. I mean. So uh, he uh, he went on to work and write episodes and, if I'm not mistaken, help uh, co-create Are You Afraid of the Dark on Nickelodeon, the original series. Mm -hmm. And then because it was also shot in Canada... He was a producer and writer and editor on the Goosebumps series when it came out in the 90s. Okay. So so a little young for me, breadcrumbs. <laughs> uh, and then after that, he does like Hallmark movies now, which I mean like any director who's like, I need a quick paycheck. There's a Hallmark and movie. I, I bet those are so fucking easy to do, say, saying someone who has never had anything to do with a movie they <laughs> professionally make, ever. <laughs> they make so many of them, it's gotta be, right? It's, um... It's like rinse, repeat. Oh, it was, um... Do you watch the... There's a show on... Uh, formerly HBO Max. Everything's formerly now, right? Um, the other two... Um, Molly Shannon plays the mom and it's like she has okay she has like it, her youngest son becomes like this famous like I think I want to say he gets famous on YouTube as a singer but turns out like he can't really sing oh. and then the other so he becomes really famous and big and then she has her old like two older kids that are a good deal older than him and they're the two who actually created the show and it's about like the, in the show they're garbage people but they kind of are in real life too I guess um, but anyway this final season the the son is an actor and he goes and joins he gets a part on this tv show and it's almost kind of like a pleasantville thing where it's like they start it's all oh. in black and white and they start seeing color but it's like when they go to film it he, like they're out by 5 p.m every day you know and it's like they have a formula they follow to shoot this whole show and then he starts like well why don't you do this and like then the other actors start like 
breaking out of the formula and then turning into color like they would in Pleasantville. But it made me think of that. Sorry, big tangent there. No, about how fine. it's like, it's so easy. They're, they're done by five every day and they have that formula. So that's like in my mind how I they kind of picture it. They have to be in Hallmark. They have to for the amount that they fucking produce. Well, we, we talk about AI taking things over now. They AI has probably been writing Hallmark scripts for a while now. Fucking come for us, Hallmark. No one from the Hallmark company is going to listen to this. And if you do, why haven't you told anybody about us? <laughs> so, uh, with a lot of behind-the-scenes things, uh, what would you say is your favorite part of the movie? doesn't have to be like a scene per se. It could be any kind of element from the film. It's the I, so it's going to be two combined, but the as I, I talked about a lot, the costumes and the hair. Oh yeah, it was just because it was so eighties. I mean, it just like it was so. Even some of the the stuff that was supposed to be in in the fifties was still very eighties, uh, which I think they were spot on with that, and they they changed it up so much. I mean, how many goddamn hairstyles did she have in that movie? She had a lot, except for the crimping. The crimping stayed for a minute. Yeah, that it did. But I mean, I, I think the most effort went into the costumes and the hair. Although I will say, some of, some of the makeup, like some of the like the the effects, some of that was pretty cool. I, I would say that that would be like a, a close second. I mean, some of it was super cheesy and not that great, but some was pretty good. I would say my favorite part is 100% like... Not the effects on the people, but the effects elsewhere, like the liquid chalkboard and like the fucking demon rocking horse. Like, those are my favorite things. They're by far the most interesting things, especially if I had way more of that rocking horse in the movie. Like, I would get a tattoo of that rocking horse. That you, that, that is true. That, that, that rocking horse was pretty impressive. Like, it could have been. As cheesy as the movie was, if that had been done poorly, it could have been just like super silly. But it was good, like you mean with the the red like reptile eyes, whatever they like the, it the moved, it blinked. It had that tongue. I mean, but it, it like it actually it, it yeah. I mean, it moved well. It, that was very well done. <laughs> it rocked with the best. Now uh, for. It's going to be hard to pin something down for this one, but what would you say is the worst part of the movie? The worst part of the movie. And again, just like the best part, like an aspect would also suffice. I mean, I'd say the plot, but that's that's too easy. And I'd have to maybe understand the plot a little bit better to say that. I'm gonna. Um, for me, I would say side characters, because the side character and I understand I'm hypocritical as someone who writes very one-dimensional characters who are there to serve one purpose and it's for a bit and then that's it. But those things are like a flash in a pan as far as my writing goes for like shows. But like this, there's a lot of scenes with side characters. And they weren't that... I can't tell you a side character's name. I was about to say the exact same thing. I was like, it's me like I know we were talking throughout pretty much the entire thing. But, I mean, outside of, obviously, Mary Lou. 
Um, Mary Lou, Vicky, uh, Principal Nordum, and then Craig Nordum. Yeah, those are the only ones I... I can't nobody else. I mean, name. it's like I, I could give them nicknames and stuff like that, but... I think the mean bitch, her name is Kelly. Kelly. Yeah, because that's what flashes on the screen is the winner. I think. Yeah, I, I, I have no clue. I mean, she's either drama bitch or cultural appropriator. And then we have, um, I, I, what, like, uh, the, the vote guy that got elected, like, what, what would even be, he, he was like, he was, he was like, I, I guess maybe he was the AV nerd. Cause we had, we had photography, we had computers. It was like, he was, uh, but, but also like he, he, he wasn't queer coded. I mean, obviously in with the, the scene with, with Kelly, I guess if that's what we're going to call her, but his fashion sense very much was but even with some of their interaction when it was like hey do you want to i guess maybe i don't know maybe they tried to do a little bit of a a ducky pretty in pink with him but that's what i was thinking as far as like archetype uh because otherwise like he's not cool enough yeah to be like most characters but then and what's the point because he he's not pining after the lead girl, Vicky, he's yeah, pining he after... Yeah, interested in that one girl. The, the, the mean girl, so it was like... At least I think that's who it was. Well, it was the mean girl, <laughs> and then the other girl who got squashed in the... Uh, I thought that the was the mean girl. Those were two different people? Those were two different people. What? I thought they were the same person. They were not. Well, how... No, because she was alive at the end, and she got, like, a neon sign through her belly. Oh. Also, she was alive enough to give him a blowjob. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> she got better. That's right. And then she died. So That's how memorable they were. <laughs> I'm a I was trying to think of one while I was watching the movie. There's lots of great quotes. Uh what would you say is your favorite quote? I spent $64 on my hair. It's going to be a hot prom. absolute silence please the way it wasn't just the line it was the delivery and like the unblinking eye contact (laughs) while you said it jesus christ mine uh one i already knew uh that was my favorite that's not a spoken line uh the other one that's not my new favorite is it's the same dress Liz Taylor wore at the Oscars. <laughs> that, if that isn't the cattiest fucking queen thing I've ever heard, that's pretty goddamn close. The second one that I knew before I rewatched this was uh, on the computer results where it goes wrong. Dead wrong. Oh, I didn't get that one. Yeah, he like enters it in, so she like grabs it and it goes wrong. Dead wrong, and then it starts like zapping him. He that's uh, I would have to do a rewatch. There was one I have no there was one that I just did not hold on to long enough in my brain that was around there that I think he the the guy said that was good. I hold, it stood out to me in one of the confessional, the later confessional scenes. She's like, "No fucking wings," and I it 
I have no idea what she was talking about. Oh, but she, it stood out to me. So she was talking to the pastor, and she was talking about like what like dying was like, okay. and what like going to heaven was like. Okay, no fucking wings. Gotcha. <laughs> or, hey, Colin, how was your time at beat ups? No, no fucking, fucking wings. wings. <laughs> uh oh. Sorry, we're, uh, the TV's here, and we have the Roku channel, and I did not know there was a Campbell's factory now. There was also a Walmart. Has that been there before? Noted. Um, okay. And would you recommend this movie? Why would you recommend this movie? And who could you recommend this movie to? Yes, I would definitely recommend this movie. Um, I would recommend it because it's a lot of fun. It, you know, if you're if you go in knowing it's not going to be serious, if you know that there's not going to be really that much of a plot, um, if you just you're take welcome. it, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. If you if you um, just kind of can roll with it, almost being like vignettes. That's I, I, why. But I mean, I, I just think it's a lot of fun. If you, um, it's got. I mean, there aren't really any scares, I would say. I, I wouldn't say. Um, but I think there like, there were some good effects. I mean, I think... I think the only two quote-unquote scares would be when she's, like, making out with her dad. That wouldn't go under, like, full scare, but that would go as a, huh? Huh? And then the horse thing is, like, a creepy thing. But that's about it. Yeah. But that's, like, a more creep than, like, scare. But, that's but I mean, true. If you, I, I think I, uh, I would recommend it because it's just it's fun, you know. I mean, it's a, it's a lot of fun, um, but I, I definitely I think it's something to watch with other people. I uh, there's some movies that you can put into this classification, and if you tell someone it's this type of a movie, everyone understands what you mean. And I'll say it here: this is a type of movie that if you were having a house party, you could put it on the TV and everybody would just be fine with it. It's one of those movies that if you go to a party and there's like a movie playing that you can kind of glance at every once in a while and enjoy bits of it, it's one of those movies. You're that, I think that's a great way of putting it because you don't have to be like, oh, catch me up on what happened because clearly it doesn't really matter yeah. all that much as I missed a lot because <laughs> uh, I was yapping away. Um, but yeah, so I totally agree there um and like people would recommend it too i i think uh, anyone who enjoys camp in their horror um anyone who appreciates 80s i don't even want to say like like bad 80s like i mean the 80s aesthetic because it's very 80s oh yeah and this is as like the 80s were getting towards the 90s but they were still going hard for it they're yeah, like they, this bottom's never going to drop out right that i mean the, the checkerboard dance floor at the prom the those fancy neon signs that's what pisses me off the most listeners is their fucking prom looked so good i i would always recommend this movie to people. I'm glad I got to show you it because I've asked so many people if they want to watch this and it's one of those movies that they're like, I've seen this. And I'm like, fuck. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't know if everybody else feels like that or if it's just the circle that I've surrounded myself in thinks that this movie is cult status. But it 100% should be at levels of cult status as like other weird shit like 
Fam of the Paradise or Troll 2. And I can't... Yeah, I would say Rocky Horror is cult status. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, people who would enjoy this would be less fucking obnoxious than the people who love Rocky Horror. True. Sorry, not sorry. But no, but I this I, I think it could be fun if you did like even like some midnight showings or stuff like that. Oh, 100%. So, Colin, something that we do uh, to end the podcast for every single episode... If you were to make a tagline for the end of this episode and like the series as a whole, what would your tagline be? If you weren't queer before, you are now. You are now. (laughs) I actually think that's very apt and very good because... I don't know how any person has gotten through so many of these episodes without being like, <laughs> I think them them fellers are queer. <laughs> Something ain't right. Uh, so for the Horror Talk podcast, I'm Dakota Jones. And I'm Colin Pointer. And if, if you, you weren't, weren't queer, queer before, before you, you are now. now. That's the weirdest tagline we've had so far. (laughs) You invite me, that's what you get. Don't touch my hair, that's where I keep my feelings.